0: Coming up this week, Ararat affirms its commitment to upholding human rights and welcoming refugees as the welcome scroll visits town. Ararat businesses brainstorm ways to grow Ararat with a sustainable economy and locals are targeted by a sly NBN scam.
1: listening to our latest with local journalist Jack Ward.
0: Hello and welcome. Thank you for joining me. I've been out and about in the community this week as you'll hear throughout the show today, and it's been great to hear um issues and events that have been going on in our at and especially on Thursday night, an event was held at the Leopold Hotel for local businesses and employers to discuss the current council strategic plan and what needs to be done to strengthen and grow our local economy. That story is coming up a little later in the show, and look forward to it. It's interesting to hear the, the thoughts of our community. Also, the annual Farm to Pub at Willora is being held this weekend, and overseas scammers have been targeting locals. Pretending they're from the MBN, details are ahead on how you can stay safe. But first, the Welcome Scroll visited Ararat on Wednesday for the first time, bringing together community members to acknowledge the importance of welcoming refugees into our Refugee Welcome Zone Council. Ex-Mayor Paul Hooper signed the seven metre long document in 2015, but Wednesday was the first time it had physically been within our community. Jan Govett, the coordinator of the Welcome Scroll, spoke with me about how her passion for the issue arose.
2: There were stories in the newspaper oh, probably 10 or 12 years ago about boat people and being locked up, mandatory detention. And I thought, if these people weren't coloured, if they were white like me, they wouldn't be locked up. We'd have them in spare bedrooms, we'd be taking them to the doctor, we'd be giving them cups of tea and saying, let's find you a job, let's find you a house. So I thought, this is a racial issue. And that's what got me involved. So I wrote a letter to the local paper and somebody rang me, saw the letter and rang me and said, do you know there's a group called Rural Australians for Refugees? And I said, never heard of them. (laughs) And she took me to the first meeting and I've been involved ever since.
0: By signing the scroll, the Ararat Rural City Council is affirming its commitment to upholding human rights, demonstrating compassion and enhancing cultural and religious diversity within our community.
2: It means that they are aware of this situation in their community. Um, It's about leadership in the communities, and, and not leadership in a negative sense, but leadership in a positive way. So I suppose it's a demonstration of that. I think it's much broader than the refugee issue. I think there's people who come from all over the the world to this country. I'm not sure of the figures, I'm I'm hopeless at stats, Um, but there's something like 25% of Australians are born overseas. So incorporating all cultures, um, all races, all religions is so important if we're going to have a cohesive um, community in this country. And there's been so much pushback and division from some of the politicians that it's heartbreaking. So I think the community's just got to, it comes from the grassroots quite often. Um, we were a bit early, so we went to your arts centre and they said, oh, we've heard about that. And I said, can you come? She said, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. So, you know, even outside this little group that's, that's here today, but I look at what goes in the newspapers quite often. And I see this being quite a positive um, spin in our rat, Um And I think that's fantastic. You've got a lot of enthusiasm in these people here. So um, that's good to see. And I don't think they're anywhere near at the end of their, their, their day. They're, they're up and running, and they will keep running until things are good everywhere. Um, I'm aware, the, the one thing I've really found on this trip is how many good people there are in Australia. You read the newspapers, you think we're all you know, pretty negative about stuff and very selfish, but I suppose the fires have shown us how generous Australians are, and this is another example of how generous people are.
0: The scroll has so far been signed by 128 councils, Mayor Joe Armstrong said. It's important for Ararat to have a positive symbol that represents the welcoming nature of our community.
1: Back when it was signed in 2015, in the previous council term, it um, has I think we were in the first 35 councils to sign at that time, and I believe now it's 128 councils. So there's been a significant addition to the scroll, it's really quite something in its own right now so to have it visit the town which we couldn't have happen at that time uh, is just a great opportunity just to make that reaffirmation i think we've we've we celebrate quite regularly with our filipino and islamic community um, and just try to remind ararat that we have all these great attributes we don't take them for granted and we continue to, to work to make sure that it's it's part of the, the really strong character of who the people are who live here. The, the way that we as a community do it well, I believe, is we, we just have an understanding of difference. We don't expect everybody to be the same, to be accepted and so that empathy and appreciation of diversity that we have across culture, ethnicity and religion is it's just so important it's what makes
0: us human the 17th edition of the western district's classic foot race will set off from the old joyce farm and send runners down the fabled sandy lane this saturday well laura farm to pub committee member heather fleming joins me now heather this year's event is the 17th edition of the farm to pub why has this event continued year after year
3: well i think it's such a quirky event and it's become a bit of a favorite on the calendar around Wallora and it's, of course has that history of the Joyce family involvement and now it's morphed into more of a community organised event but uh, it gives everyone a chance to come together, have a bit of fun, go back to Sandy Lane and drop their stuff there and it's a family friendly event so you can run if you want 16 k as fast as you can or you can take a five K-Stroll. Either way, you're all part of the day.
0: There's something for everyone and how important is the event for Willora?
3: Oh, it's very important. Uh, It brings quite a few visitors from out of our district and it's always lovely to showcase your area and there's a lot of people who come back every year so it's always fun for them to catch up perhaps with family here or to see something new that they haven't done before and it's always great to see our facilities like the Recreation Reserve being used.
0: And I was looking through the details for the event, and this year, for the first time, all races will be a mass start. What does that mean?
3: Well, in the past, the 16-kilometre and the 8-kilometre run and the 16-kilometre bike ride were all handicapped events, Uh, so people would submit their expected times, and so it was a staggered start to accommodate the handicaps. This year, we've simplified that a bit, there's no handicaps, so you don't have to angst and sort out how fast you think you might be able to run and how long it'll take. Um, we're just we're still timing those events, however, the handicap system won't apply. So everyone will start from their starting point, uh, all start together and, well, we'll see where we all end up when they get back to the rec reserve. Our recreation reserve is a beautiful spot. There's a great children's playground, the swimming pool's on site, uh, but the facilities at at the um club rooms there, the sports pavilions, they're really nice. The Rec Reserve Committee are putting on meals and the bar will be open and that's a great chance there for some funds to be channelled back into our local community.
0: And what are the what are the registrations looking like? How many numbers are you expecting?
3: Uh, we had fifty one this afternoon had booked online and there's also opportunities to register on the day. You know, you can just walk up and register so we expect about that same number or maybe more depends on the weather
0: people can register on the day at 3:30 p.m at the wallora recreation reserve with all funds raised going to beyond blue and the gippsland bushfire appeal the greater Ararat business network is holding its first event of the year this week after launching towards the end of last year greater Ararat business network president and rsl manager maria whitford joins me now maria how are you Yeah, I'm well, thank you. Now, the first Business After Dark event is being held next Thursday. What's the event all about?
4: So, it's about um, businesses showcasing their business. So, we've offered it to all our members and they can pick one up at any time during the year. So, we're hoping to hold one a month. Um, And it's an opportunity for them to get all the members of the business, of the Great Ararat Business Network together, showcase their business and um, let us know what they're all about.
0: And the the Acacia Caravan Park owners are speaking at this event, is that right? And I, while I've got you on the on the phone, I just the council's holding an information session tonight, getting feedback from businesses and owners about a council-led study that's looking at the changes that are going to be happening in our community in the coming years. Um, and the planned bypass is, of course, at the back of everyone's mind. What do you think needs to be done to ensure our economy and tourism industry stays strong during that time?
4: Yeah, so the planned bypass is a really interesting one. I think first and foremost, there needs to be a really robust study around um, what other jurisdictions have what the impact been on other jurisdictions that have had a bypass past them, if you like? And I think I think you'll find that there's been some jurisdictions that have quite uh, have done okay from it, and um, maybe there's been some others that haven't. So I think that's a really important starting point to see in a, in, in an area like ours what would be a um, the impact of a bypass passing Ararat or Boorowa directly, and how will that and how will that be a long? How will that affect us long term? So I think that's the starting point.
0: Mm. And as a business, is this something that the RSL is thinking about and planning for?
4: Uh, yeah. Look, again, um, we don't. We until there's a study done, we're not. We're not kind of focusing on the bypass. Mm. Um, have you got? Have you got some year? Has, has there been any planning yet? When is it happening? You know, all that stuff. So there's a lot of chatter about bypass, but I think until we understand when it's actually going to bypass us what the effects are going to be for our whole jurisdiction. Um, is it going to be a positive thing? And if it is, how do we how do we um, capitalise on that? I don't think we can make any big decisions just
0: yet. Yeah, and I think that that's, that's why the council is doing this study. It'll be interesting to see what comes out of that.
4: I think so, Jack. And I think we can't, you know, start before the horse until we actually find out what it's going to be like.
0: And one thing that has been brought up is that many hospitality outlets are closed on weekends. The RSL isn't. What are your numbers like on the weekends?
4: Yeah, look, so we have strong weekends, but I keep saying to everyone, look, we need to open our doors and, and we need to recognise that we're all in the tourism industry. It doesn't matter who you are. Local petrol stations are the tourism industry. So unless unless everybody can start engaging in that in that concept of we're in the tourism industry, closing the doors on the weekend is not great. And whilst the RSL capitalises on everybody else closing their doors long term, it's going to affect us too because people aren't going to stop anymore. So whilst they're stopping now and they're coming to the RSL and years to come over Easter when everyone's shut, why would they stop at all?
0: The RSL has got many employees. Is it, Do you reckon it's hard for some smaller businesses to open up every day of the week?
4: Um, no. Why is that? Because it's just bread and butter. And, yeah. and, your bread, and, if you, and again, if you can just capture that word that you're in the tourism industry by not opening, what are you missing out on? Hmm. I mean, your, your rent's going to be the same whether you pay it Monday to Friday or whether you pay it Monday to Sunday. So why wouldn't you capitalise on people coming through and getting some more money to be able to manage that? That those, those overheads, the overheads don't change.
0: Do you have a story? Are you or someone you know holding a community event? I want to know what you know about local issues and upcoming events. Contact Our Latest via Facebook, Instagram, Twitter or email ourratslatest at gmail.com. Your story may instigate a community discussion, help a local organisation and importantly, keep locals informed. The Business After Dark event is this Thursday at 630 at Acacia Caravan Park. Following on from my discussion with Maria, Arra business owners and employers attended an information and discussion session on Thursday to give their feedback on the Arra and in-transition project. It's a council-led study that will develop a strategic plan for the town in light of significant changes including the planned bypass, highway upgrades, cultural and recreational infrastructure needs and public and private investment. Niche Planning Studio and Urban Enterprise are working together to create an action plan, to promote a sustainable economy that doesn't rely solely on Ararat's traditional highway town characteristics and promotes residential development in Ararat over the next 10 years. Nicola from Niche Planning Studio sat down with me following the event.
5: Naomi and I have both um, come up here on the train this morning for two days and overnight because of the work that we're doing with Council called Ararat in Transition.
0: And what is Ararat in Transition?
5: Uh, It's essentially a project that Council um, has funded to look at preparing an action plan, is probably the short version, an action plan for um, responding to the economic drivers that are going on around town and really bringing about growth and change in the residential and employment areas within the town.
0: And you've done a session this evening with local businesses and employers, how has that gone?
5: That was amazing, that went really well, it was really well attended, Um, I didn't actually do a head count but I reckon if you said probably about about 25 people that were here, um, considering like, it's been a really short time frame for the project, so they, they probably didn't get a lot of um, heads up, but they've done ridiculously well. People came with um, ideas of constraints in development within the town but, but came with more than that. So they've come up with um, great ideas for actions moving forward and an action plan for the city. So it's a good starting point. It's kind of been a fact-finding two days. We've got another day of talking to the community and talking to... Today we talk to developers and real estate agents. So,
0: and you, you'll take away this data and information you've got today, and yep. then what happens next?
5: Yep. So, um, so any consultation that you do, you have to go through a process of coding the data. So, realistically, we almost did a level of coding in here. So, by getting by t- getting the um, the people to go through from thinking about the vision of the town. Um, through to what are the constraints to growth and then what is the action. Realistically, all the data that we've already collected earlier in the night has led to that action plan. So in effect, realistically, that that final action plan is what we can use moving forward. Um, There was probably, I think we decided there was about 30 ideas that had come out of the group, which was brilliant. And what we did was we asked each of them to put, um, they each got two green dots and they had to pick their top two. So it's good to see some really interesting ones around um, Ararat really defining itself and around branding and, and marketing, um, but also around really um, helping the town evolve and respond to tourists. So really focusing on that tourism angle that's maybe not being picked up in their perspective as much. And, um, and I guess the whole reason of talking to employment or talking about employment tonight is that employment will lead to people coming here. We want not just temporary, but we want permanent. And then once you have that, people are living here and then they will end up bringing in retail and progressing from there. So, yeah, that's what we're aiming for.
0: And was there anything that surprised you from this evening session?
5: I actually hadn't expected the group to be as savvy as thinking about branding and character I expected there to be more discussion around um, You know location of industrial areas or location of commercial areas more so Um, So it was great to have them think at the level that I need them to talk about uh, which is a higher thinking Um, But I think today there was a lot of things that we found out about that we were completely unaware of Um, a lot of uh, sort of thinking around why people were maybe buying older homes closer to town, the high level of amenity that people want, um, the fact that they don't want to live in small lots, which is pretty obvious. Um, I think on the outskirts of town they want to have larger lots on the outskirts, maybe more likely to have smaller lots in the inside so, or the infill areas. So yeah, lots of information today. I've got to go away and think it through. And
0: when can the community expect the action plan?
5: good point. So, so far the action plan is to be uh, provided to the Council staff, which um, has got a date of, say, April. I think you could loosely say as long as it's done before the end of the financial year this year, then that would be a really good outcome because um, it's a really quite tight timeframe. Um, but we'll deliver our draft in April and then there'll probably just be a bit of movement and shaking from there. Um, the action plan is essentially about putting a recommendation to Council that identifies a list of major projects and works, not even just that could be done by council, but also state government, community, business, etc. Um, you know others that can promote and intervene and help the, the town grow.
0: Continuing the business theme now, the Your Say poll question was this week, do local restaurants and cafes need to open all weekend to help grow tourism? 160 people have shared their opinion this week. 81% of respondents said yes, local restaurants and cafes do need to open all weekend to help grow tourism, while 19% said no, they do not. There was a few comments as well, so head over to the post and join in on that discussion. Croquet! Have you ever contemplated playing it? Well, the ARA at Alexandra Croquet Club held a social day on Saturday with 28 players taking part. Club Secretary Barb Shannon had a quick little chat with me about the club and their hope of gaining interest for younger generations. How much interest is there for Croquet and ARA?
6: Increasing interest now. Um, yes, we're getting a lot more people trying to come along. We've had We have the health dementia people come play. We have the... Performing arts people came down for a night, before, for a break-up, came down and we have the Parkinson group come. Um, we have people travel, you know, like people from Newcastle, people from New Zealand come and play here. So it, it is growing and the more we publicise the, the more we're going to get, but it's, we've, our club's grown from about 7 to 17 now mm. in 12
0: months. And what are the facilities like here compared to other clubs in our region?
6: Our facilities are pretty good. The very small, compared, but we're in the heart of the town, very easy to access. Um, but yeah, very good.
0: The club is very proud of their player Darren Lester, who is ranked 108th in this state.
6: He keeps moving up. He's a he's a brilliant player. It's a shame he has to work because he could go to more tournaments. But no, he's a young, one of our youngest players and he is just so sporting and so switched on. It's fantastic. Yeah.
0: And speaking of young players, is it hard to attract younger players? Because some people associate croquet, I think, with the old demographic. <laughs> is it hard to attract younger people?
6: Um, it used to be, but we now have the schools. It's part of a curriculum at Year 10 Phys Ed. Uh, so we have Marion College that come uh, for four weeks. And the year play. We also have the primary schools come. Some of those will come to for team playing. So the more people know about it, the younger. And we're trying to develop an under-21 team um, because that's becoming national now.
0: Just before I preview upcoming events this week, I wanted to share an important message. Scammers have been targeting locals this week, pretending they're from the MBN. They're attempting to get people to download an app onto their iPad or computer that allows them remote access to your device. They've been asking people to log on to their bank account details, um, using fabricated stories to scare people, as scammers usually do. The Telstra store here in Ararat had around 10 reports of the scam in one day, and one lady was sworn at by a scammer on the phone when she she realised what was going on. And Acting Sergeant Ash told me this week that scammers are targeting the elderly into believing that they are from a legitimate company, Uh, And they coax all of their personal information out of them, which they then use for a variety of purposes, such as identity fraud and theft from online bank accounts. So if you have an elderly member in your family, please, or anyone you know that might be at risk, please have a discussion with them and strongly advise them to never give personal information out over the phone. It's such an important message. And remember to report scams to local police or by visiting police.vic.gov.au forward slash fraud. That wraps up today's show. Thank you very much for joining me. You can always catch up on your favourite podcasting app on such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'll see you next week live from the Arat Town Hall as the Resilience Project visits town. So please don't forget to book your tickets. This was Arat's latest.